What's going on, man? Welcome back to the channel. I'm Ron, and today we're going to go over my early season sell high candidates. Now, when you're playing fantasy football, you don't just win by getting the, the nastiest, the most sexy, the most voluptuous team in those first 5, 10, 15 rounds. You got to follow through, and you got to stay on top of your shit, man. You have to get the, the good waiver wire ads, the right start sits, and you have to know when to sell your players. So that's what we're going to go into in this video. I'm going to highlight the players that I'd be looking to sell after the first few weeks. And before I get into that, make sure you go down below and subscribe right now. As I record this video, we're at 75 subscribers, man. You guys have been showing me a lot of love on these recent videos. The Chark one went crazy. The Antonio Gibson one went crazy. The Draft Guide one went crazy. Make sure you go down below and you get that Draft Guide too. It's all free. I'm trying to really grow this community between me and you, man. I, I want this to be big. I want this to be a fun community to have. Now, the only way we grow the community is if you go down below and subscribe. But we do have some sell high candidates to get into. So before I waste any more of your time or any more of my time, let's go. The first player I have on this list is Kenyon Drake, and it's because the difference in his schedule between the first five weeks and the rest of the season. In the first five weeks, it's fucking great. Maybe. He has the easiest schedule according to Warren Sharp, and why the strength of schedule metric is so accurate from Warren Sharp is because it doesn't take last year's win percentage, it takes this year's projected Vegas win total, which is a far more accurate projection of how good the teams that you're playing against actually are. They have the easiest first five games, and it's tough against the 49ers, but they followed it up with Washington, Detroit, Carolina, and the Jets. Those are all teams we know are ass. We know that they're a bunch of bums. All those teams are going to be contending for top five picks, except for maybe Detroit. I'll give Detroit a slight pass, but most likely all of them are going to be in that 5-11, and, and 7-9 range. These game scripts are going to allow... Kenyon Drake and the Cardinals to just sort of run the ball between the tackles and they're going to have leads in these games, not huge leads because the Cardinals aren't a crazy good team, but they're not going to be behind. They're not going to be just chucking the football, airing it out. And this provides an opportunity for Kenyon Drake to run the ball and get touchdown opportunities. Now, why are we looking to sell him? It's because of those back end games. After week five against the Jets, the schedule becomes tough from week six to 16. So we throw the fuck out week 17. Who gives a fuck? It's just six through 16. Those are games that we're playing in fantasy. They have the third toughest schedule in the NFL after having the easiest schedule. So just a complete opposite. During this span, they only have two opponents projected for under 8.5 wins, and 6 out of 10 of these games are against top 12 defenses, according to PFF. Now, as a cherry on top of all of this, he has probably one of the most brutal playoff schedules I've ever seen. He goes up against the Eagles in the semifinals, a team who has a better win total. They have that crazy defensive line with Fletcher Cox, Derek Barnett. They always have a stout front. And it's going to be a game where the Cardinals are going to have to pass a lot. Now, that might get Kenyon Drake some looks out of the backfield, but that's in Week 16. Kenyon Drake isn't a super durable back, and he's in a boot. We have Chase Edmonds emerging. I'm scared about him during that final stretch because he could get hurt. Chase Edmonds could get more of a role. So there's things working against him along with the Philadelphia game in the semifinals. And if you make it to the championship, you're fucked. That's going to be a game that matters. It's a divisional game, and Kenyon Drake is probably going to get shut down that week. Now... You take the bad playoff schedule, the bad midseason schedule, you partner that with Chase Edmonds, Kenyon Drake being in a boot. And what I'd be looking to do as a Kenyon Drake owner is in those first five weeks when he has those that easy schedule, I'm looking for him to get a, a boom week, a nice week, and then I'm just going to ship him off. Next up, we have Stephon Diggs. And I got to be honest with you guys, I got Diggs in none of my leagues. Not a single best ball league. I'm in 15 plus best ball leagues, analyst leagues, dynasty leagues. 
home leagues. I have him nowhere. I don't love the fit. I hate receivers on new teams. I'm not a big Josh Allen guy. I think that he's not a great quarterback. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. He struggles throwing the deep ball. He's not an accurate quarterback. There's a ton of red flags there. He's fine for fantasy because of his rushing outside. And I think I'm going to get hate for saying that he's not a franchise quarterback, but that's just how, how I see it. For all those reasons, I'm fading Stephon Diggs. But if you're out there and you drafted Stephon Diggs, no hate for it. But what you need to do is you need to sell him early. You need to sell him early and for the same reasons we're shipping off Kenyon Drake. He's got a juicy first couple games, and then he's got a shitty back-end schedule. Through those first seven weeks, Diggs got a nice schedule. He only plays a top defense once, and the rest are ranked outside the top 17. That 17th-ranked defense is Kansas City. He's going to have a shootout opportunity. So those first seven weeks, Diggs is going to be able to prove himself. There's only two, only two of those teams have top 25 quarterbacks, according to Pro Football Focus. That's Jalen Ramsey and Byron Jones in the first two, three weeks. So in those first seven weeks, all you need is Diggs is just not suck. Just get a couple of nice weeks, a couple of boom weeks, and then you can ship him. And once you look towards that back end of the schedule, you'll figure out why I'm trying to ship him. It's because weeks 8 through 16, he has the stone-cold, shittiest schedule, the hardest schedule. And some might argue, hey, Ron, if it's a tough schedule, he's playing against good teams, it's not going to be shootouts and a lot of throw, a lot of pass attempts. Some could argue that, but these are stud defenses. These aren't teams that are projected to have high win totals because of their offenses. It's because of their defenses. He plays New England twice, the Chargers. Now, the Chargers don't seem crazy on paper, but they have Bosa, Ingram, Casey Hayward, and Chris Harris in the slot. They have two. They were the only team on this video that have two top 10 cornerbacks, according to Pro Football Focus. So that's a scary team to go up against as a wide receiver. Then they play San Francisco and Pittsburgh. That's a tough... Tough lineup of games to play. Seven out of eight of these games are against top 12 defenses. Six of them against top 12 corners. I'd be trying to sell the fuck out of Diggs in those first seven weeks after he does anything out there. After he does anything, any sort of boom week, anything that you can sell on, I would be moving him the fuck out of there because that back-end schedule is brutal, man. The reason why those of you that drafted Diggs has something to hang your hat on is because Diggs has name value. The Jimmy, your college buddies in your home leagues are going to see the name Stephon Diggs. They're going to see that he put up good numbers with Josh Allen, and they're going to buy in. The public loves Josh Allen. The public loves Stephon Diggs. If he can put together a couple of really good weeks in the beginning, you can sell him for a good price. He's going at the ADP of wide receiver 27 right now. And if he really accrues some value, does has some good weeks, you could sell him for a price of around wide receiver 20, and at that point you're making a profit on the ADP you drafted him at. Next up we have Mark Ingram, and this one pains me to make, man. I have Mark Ingram. In a lot of leagues, I like Mark Ingram, but you have to be really careful with how you play Mark Ingram this year. Over those first five weeks, he's going to have a really easy schedule, and he's going to be a fringe week one. He plays the Browns, the Texans, the Chiefs, the Washington football team, and then the Bengals. This gives him the fifth easiest schedule, according to Warren Sharp. Now, the reason why you're selling him after these weeks is because he has a tough schedule down the stretch. They're the Ravens. They're going to run it on everybody. Plenty of opportunities to go around. But the reason is we can't just ignore J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins is a second-round pick out of Ohio State. If you watch college football last year, you know he's a stud. He's a great running back. He's more athletic than Mark Ingram. He's probably a better running back than Mark Ingram right now. Mark Ingram is just like that veteran on the team. He has that seniority over him. So he's going to get the bulk of the carries in the beginning of the season. But as the weeks go on, Dobbins is going to be a fucking bitch to deal with. He's going to just chip into that workload, chip into that workload. And you have to get rid of Mark Ingram before everybody else catches on that J.K. Dobbins is chipping into that workload. Mark Ingram is one of those guys in your leagues that everybody knows. He has that name value, and if he puts up top 15-ish numbers in the beginning of the season, 
you can flip him for a better running back, a more stable running back who doesn't have J.K. Dobbins up his ass the whole season. Now, the last little bonus player I have is another guy that you can just sell based off name value. It's Deshaun Jackson. It's because of those first three games. He starts against Washington, the Rams, and the Bengals. Remember, Jackson, he comes from the Washington football team. Jackson always has these big revenge games. You saw when he played on the Washington football team against the Philadelphia Eagles and vice versa. So that first game, he's going to have a blow-up week. Then he has the Rams, so whatever. And then the Bengals, he might have another blow-up week. Eagles are thin at receiver. Who knows what? when the fuck the last time Alshon Jeffrey has even ran a route. Jalen Rager's dealing with some stuff. It's basically going to be Deshaun Jackson and those two tight ends. And D-Jax, he's going to... He's going to get a touchdown deep. Book it. I, in terms of like DFS, all that kind of stuff, week one, Deshaun Jackson, I'm going to say 85 yards and a touchdown. Book it for week one. And he has that name value. He's going to have those boom weeks. And I think there's going to be some guys in your league that are going to be, damn, like, is Deshaun Jackson back? He's back on the Eagles. He's doing crazy things. Let's calm down. Us, the savvy gamers in fantasy football, we know Deshaun Jackson, he's not that guy. He has injury history. He's old. He's kind of washed. But those are two games with the Bengals and the Eagles where he's going to have blow-up games, revenge game against the Washington football team. That's going to be a guy that you're going to look to package. You can't just sell Deshaun Jackson and get somebody crazy in return, but you can package Deshaun Jackson with somebody else. Maybe you package Deshaun Jackson with a guy like Mark Ingram and you flip him for maybe... Maybe you flip him for, like, Jonathan Taylor or Melvin Gordon. They're having slow starts to the season. So that's my last one that I'm looking at. And if you made it this far, man, I appreciate it. Make sure you go down below and subscribe. As I said, we're at 75 subscribers. Really trying to grow this community with you guys. Make sure you leave a like, leave a comment. I respond to everything. I almost respond to things instantly. If you got any, any questions with your team, any questions about my draft guide in the comments, anything going on, just let me know, man. Me and you, if you're subscribed to this channel, you're my boy. And as always... Follow my Twitter at RonStore underscore. And I'll see you in the next one. Thirsty, thirsty, try to choose. I mean, I know I'm critical. My nitty bag, my kitty boots. I got the juice, I got.